0: is Jamon McKinney, or you can just call me Juice because that is my nickname. Today, I am breaking down the Green Bay Packers roster and how they will fare during the 2020-21 NFL season. Let's get right to it. By the way, just a little side note, I am a diehard Green Bay Packers fan. Now, some people think that I'm biased towards my team. Some people think that I'm unbiased towards my team. I'll let you guys be the judge. I think I'm pretty unbiased when it comes to my team. But either way, let's get started. So, you know, in the Aaron Rodgers era, for the most part, throughout his entire career, the Green Bay Packers have been winning in a very unhealthy way, you know? Years ago, the Green Bay Packers were, were winning games solely based off of Aaron Rodgers' greatness. You know, a long time ago, Aaron Rodgers had to carry very, very sorry defenses. Teams were not great running games. He was behind a suspect the line at times. But the Green Bay Packers have solved those issues, in my opinion. That is no longer the case. The Green Bay Packers are now winning in healthy ways. Based on what I saw last season from the Green Bay Packers, when they went 13-3 and went to the AMC Championship game, okay? This offense does not solely rely on Aaron Rodgers. Same thing with the entire football team. This team last year, if you watched the Packers at any point last year, you would see that this team has a real running game. You would see the defense is much improved. The Green Bay Packers have become less Aaron Rodgers dependent. And that is so particularly good and so encouraging because What the Patriots have done as far as, you know, supporting Tom Brady is that throughout Brady and Belichick's era of greatness, they have been not as Tom Brady dependent as you would think. A couple years ago, Tom Brady won a Super Bowl scoring only 13 points in that game. That tells me they're not super-duper reliant on Tom Brady 24-7. That's a healthy way to win football games, okay? And... You know, I'm going to address Jordan Love later on in this video, but in the 2020 NFL draft, the Green Bay Packers showed me that they're going to take the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hands even more and become a smash-mouth football team. Think about it, guys. who they draft? They drafted A.J. Dillon out of Boston College, who actually compares to Derrick Henry, according to some NFL scouts. Matt LaFleur coached Derrick Henry in Tennessee a couple years ago when he was on that coaching staff. He just saw Mike Vrabel and the Tennessee Titans nearly ride Derrick Henry all the way to the Super Bowl, but we're not for Patrick Mahomes' greatness. And also, he's trying to copy, you know, his his old teacher, Kyle Shanahan, and the San Francisco 49ers. They were a smashed football team last year. They almost won the Super Bowl. You know, Matt LaFleur had a very good running game last year with Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams, but he said, nope. I want an even more bigger bruising running back in in A.J. Dillon. So while a lot of fans were upset that the Green Bay Packers did not draft a wide receiver, and by the way, I was one of those people, what you have to realize is the type of offense that Matt LaFleur wants to run does not solely depend on great wide receiver play. And heck, the 49ers, who was their best wide receiver last year? Emmanuel Sanders? They They don't have anyone like Devontae Adams. I know the Tennessee Titans are great. I love A.J. Brown, but he's not Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams is arguably a top-five wide receiver in all of football. Now, the Green Bay Packers are really banking, banking on their other wide receivers to develop and give Aaron Rodgers some quality, you know, snaps and things of that nature. So that is a little bit of a concern, but what you have to realize is this team is going to try to run the football a lot and play like the 49ers and the Titans last year. Listen, if the Titans and 49ers had Aaron Rodgers as their quarterback last year, do they most likely win the Super Bowl? Without a doubt in my mind, because, listen, let me tell you something right now. Jimmy Garoppolo and Ryan Tannehill, they are not close to Aaron Rodgers. So if this team can play very similar to the 49ers and Titans and just, you know, duplicate kind of what they did last year, and Aaron Rodgers is great, this team can win a Super Bowl, in my opinion. And also they drafted jo- Josiah Naguara. Josiah Naguara is sort of, you know, you're blocking, you know, slash fullback tight end. That's that's a guy that he catch passes out of the backfield. He can block in the run game. He's very versatile. Matt LaFleur is going to try to use him like Kyle check in San Francisco. So what people have to realize is this is a different Packers team from old. And I want to address Aaron Rodgers right now. A lot of people, some people, not a whole lot of people, but some people think Aaron Rodgers is declining. And I will say from roughly 2011 to 2017, Aaron Rodgers was the best quarterback in the game of football and was not even close. He was so much better than everyone else. And while, and is Aaron Rodgers the best quarterback in football at the moment? No, he's not. You know, Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson have passed him by. Even guys like Deshaun Watson, and Lamar Jackson are on the rise, but Aaron Rodgers is still that bad man. He's capable of still being great and winning a Super Bowl, and I would not be shocked if Aaron Rodgers comes out this year and wins NFL MVP. Now, am I going to predict that to happen? No, I won't, because we're more of a run-first team, and we don't have as many weapons as the Kansas City Chiefs, um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. but I do expect Aaron Rodgers to play at a high level, and listen, Aaron Rodgers. He had a good, solid season last year, but a lot of people felt that it was an awful year by Aaron Rodgers. Let me tell you something right now. 26 touchdowns, only 4 interceptions, and 5,000, not 5,000, 4,000 yards. That's not a washed-up, terrible season. And let's not forget, Devontae Adams missed four games due to injury. The team still went 4-0. That's greatness right there. Listen, the second-best wide receiver on Aaron Rodgers' team last year was Alan Lazard. And I'm a diehard Green Bay Packers fan, I'm being completely honest with you guys. I had no idea who that guy was until he started getting playing time, you know, and people point to Aaron Rodgers' passer rating rating and completion percentage going down. Listen, Aaron Rodgers is the type of quarterback that is going to throw the football away if he doesn't see anything there. He's not going to turn the football over. He will sacrifice his statistics to win games, and it worked last year. The Packers were efficient. They didn't turn the football over. They played great defense, and Aaron Rodgers was great when he needed to be, okay? And listen, he's not in a stat-friendly offense. If he was on the Buccaneers or the Saints, his numbers would be so much better because they have better weapons, and it's a stat-friendly offense. There are easy completions. The Green Bay Packers asked Aaron Rodgers to make difficult throws, and, and due to the fact that he does not have the elite weapons that some other quarterbacks have, he has to throw in the tight windows consistently. So his numbers are not going to be as high as they were in, in past years because this wide receiver core is just not quite the same wide receiver core it was from years past. But Aaron Rodgers is still easily a top-five quarterback. He's not arguably the best arm in the NFL outside of Patrick Mahomes when you combine accuracy, the ability to throw off platform, the ability to use different arm angles. Aaron Rodgers is still a great quarterback, okay? And I think Aaron Rodgers this year is going to be motivated. He's he's heard all the talks this offseason. Oh, Aaron Rodgers is washed. He looked bad versus the 49ers. They traded to get Jordan Love. He's going to replace Aaron Rodgers. You mean to tell me Aaron Rodgers doesn't have a little chip on his shoulder? He's played with a chip on his shoulder his entire life. Now you give him more extra motivation? Oh, man, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to light the world on fire. I think think he's going to be much more efficient this year. And listen... He's in his second year in the Matt LaFleur offense. Last year, I think Aaron Rodgers was kind of adjusting to a new system. You know, he he was kind of getting his feet wet, trying to figure out the the nuances of that offense. It's his second year in the system, and now guys like Alan Lazard and, you know, Marquez Valdez-Scantling and Jake Crumero have a second year in the system as well. So everyone is going to be more familiar with this offense. I expect Aaron Rodgers to ball out this year. Now, a lot of people point to the wide receiver core as a concern. And to a certain degree, they're right. Obviously, you've got Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams missed four games last year. Did not get to 1,000 yards due to that last year. You know, he was dealing with some injuries. You know, he got healthy for the playoffs. That was very good for us. But listen, expect. A year like 2018, where Devontae Adams was was healthy that entire season. He had a, he had 111 catches. He had 1,386 yards, 13 touchdown catches. That's the type of year I expect from Devontae Adams. I would not be shocked if Devontae Adams leads the, the NFL in, in receptions and receiving yards potentially this year. He's that good, and he's going to be relied on that much because the gap between Devontae Adams and our next wide receiver is pretty massive. Okay, now. I like Alan Lazard. I think that he showed a lot of flashes last year at times. You know, he really didn't get playing time until week number six. He had 477 yards, three touchdown catches. If the Green Bay Packers are going to win a Super Bowl this year, they have to get better production from either Alan Lazard or Marquez Valdes Scantley. Because let me tell you something right now. De- Devin Funches, he was supposed to be, he was supposed to be a big contributor this year. He opted out of the season. He's not playing this year. So, it's up to MVS and Lazard and Kumro to step up their game. And listen, if I were the Green Bay Packers, I would have drafted Aaron Rodgers as a wide receiver or gone out and maybe maybe trade for Curtis Samuel and things of that nature. But that's not what is happening right now. Aaron Rodgers has to work with what he's got, okay? But I truly do think Marquez Vadas Scantling is going to break out this year. You know, I was expecting big things from Scantling this past year. And it really disappointed me. You know, he was not very good last year. Only had twenty six catches, four hundred fifty two yards, two touchdowns. Had uh, a, he averaged seventeen point four yards per catch, which is very good, showing that he can make big plays when he's called upon. But he was very inconsistent last year. He really only had two big, two good games. One versus the Broncos, where he had a long touchdown catch, and one versus the Raiders, where he had like a seventy yard touchdown catch, in which he took it to the house. Okay. MVS is the only true deep threat on this team that scares defenses over the top. Obviously, Devontae Adams is a great wide receiver, but that's not his specialty. MVS is the burner. He has to make plays if the Packers' offense wants to reach new heights in 2020. So... He's got to break out. He's the biggest X factor for the Packers this year. And obviously, you got guys like Jay Kumro, who had a good game versus the Raiders and the Bears last year. Jay Sternberger was injured pretty much off last year. He's a very young, promising tight end. And I liked a lot coming out of college. Obviously, we drafted Josiah Naguara. so he maybe can get some playing time at tight end as well. Jay Sternberger was, was sidelined due to injuries last year, but I expect him to have a solid year. He showed what he can do in the playoffs versus the 49ers. He had a big-time touchdown catch in that game. So, yeah, we'll see. And obviously, I want the I actually want the Packers to run the football a lot because we have very good running backs. AJ Dillon compares, like I said, to Derrick Henry. I want us to run the football. I want Aaron Jones to have a big season this year. I want Jamal Williams to get touches. I really hope the Green Bay Packers run two tight ends, not two tight ends, two running back sets in which they have A.J. Dillon in the backfield along with Aaron Jones, where it's going to keep defenses guessing because you can have a a bruiser on the field like A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones in the backfield as well. Jones could be the pass catcher and Dillon could be the bruiser. That will keep defenses honest. So I hope that Matt LaFleur uses those running backs properly. I hope that he puts that A.J. Dillon draft pick to good use. Now, the offensive line is above average. I'm not going to say it's an elite unit. We saw last year versus the 49ers and the Chargers. When they played defensive lines, that were very physical. They struggled at times. But Brian Bulaga, you know, he's no longer on the team. That is a huge blow. The team, you know, brings in Rick Wagner to replace him. Rick Wagner's not a bad replacement, but he's not Brian Bulaga. While Rick Wagner only allowed three sacks last year, He's not quite on Brian Bulagi's level. So I'm, I am a little bit concerned about right tackle, but I do think Rick Wagner is a solid replacement. Obviously, David Bontiari might be the best left tackle in all football. He's definitely top three at his position. Elton Jenkins, who I was not, a, I was actually not a big fan of the Elton, Elton Jenkins pick a year ago. I wanted AJ Brown, I wanted Terry McLaurin, but looking back at things, That was the right pick. It was a a boring pick, but it was the right pick. Eldon Jenkins is an absolute star in the making. He's very, very good. So, look, you know, this offensive line is not elite, but it's still well above average, okay? And the defense. Let's talk about the defense. Everyone wants to talk about the run defense. I'm going to admit, I am still slightly concerned about the run defense. Listen, last year versus the 49ers, they could not stop Kyle Shanahan's run game. This defense has to get better at stopping the run, if this team wants to go to the Super Bowl, and win that thing, okay, and while Kenny Clark is a beast in the middle, if you do not know who Kenny Clark is, turn on some some tape of Kenny Clark, turn on some highlight film of Kenny Clark, he's a beast in the middle, He's, he's great, but outside of Kenny Clark in that middle, Lancaster, Dean Lowry, I'm not sold, you know, Kingsley Kiki, out of Texas Texas A&M, who we drafted a year ago, he needs to step up. Montrevis Adams needs to step up. And ultimately, you know, let's say that those guys don't step up. Fine. Kenny Clark is good enough to cover up some holes in the middle. What really concerns me at times is the linebacker core. Now, I do think the linebacker core will be better this year because we got an addition by subtraction by letting trash, not very good Blake Martinez, walk. We brought in Christian Kirksey, who's much more athletic, much more versatile, and he's just overall a better football player. He's 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 very versatile. He's great at coverage. He's more athletic. He's just a better football player than Blake Martinez. And also, we drafted Kamal Martin out of Minnesota in the later rounds of the 2020 NFL draft. He was a very underrated, good pickup for us, in my opinion. I think Kamal Martin and and Kirksey went healthy can be a very viable, solid linebacker duo. Obviously, you have Oren Burks. We drafted a couple years ago. He has not lived up to expectations. He just is sort of abiding. So I think that if we have Kirksey and Martin out there starting linebacker, it's a very solid group that can stop the run. But we don't have a whole lot of depth behind them. So if those guys get hurt, I'm concerned. So listen, let me tell you something right now. As far as our wide receiver core and our run defense, Those are the two biggest questions about this team. Even last year, it was not the wide receiver core outside Devontae Adams was, you know, not overall that great. And the run defense overall was very bad at times. It's honestly impossible to be worse at those two positions than the Green Bay Packers were last year, in my opinion. So they're going to get naturally better, okay? Because you can't get worse than they were last season. So I expect the run defense to be at least serviceable. And listen, if this team can run the football, keep teams off the field, score early, and get after the passer, they can win football games. Now, I also really want the Packers to find more creative ways to use Rashawn Gary. A guy that we drafted out of Michigan who to me is playing out of position. I did not want us to start Rashawn Gary at outside linebacker. That's where he played a majority of his snaps last year. Rashawn Gary is best playing on the inside in a three, four. Okay. He needs to be right inside next to Kenny Clark, replacing Lancaster and replacing, um, what's his name? Um, Dean Lowry. He needs to be doing that because he's a monster in the middle. Once he's, you know, when he's stopping the run. That's where he was at his best at Michigan. On the inside. So I really hope our coaching staff just finds it within their power to use Rashawn Gary in the right way. if we do, we have something special. Obviously, Zadarius Smith and Preston Smith, the Smith brothers, they over-delivered last year. 25 and a half sacks between those two. They're a great pass-rushing duo. I will say, the depth behind those guys does concern me. Like, outside Rashawn Gary... We don't have a whole lot of bodies that I feel great about rushing the passer if one of those guys goes down. So we're really banking on these guys to stay healthy. So that is a concern. But when they're healthy, they're very good. Now, let's talk about the secondary. The secondary is honestly the biggest strength of this defense. Jair Alexander, top 10 cornerback in the NFL. Kevin King had a monstrous season last year. He had his best season as a pro. I expect him to continue to take a step. Now, we lost Tremont Williams, we don't have Tony Brown anymore on the team, so we need guys like Josh Jackson to step up. Now, Josh Jackson hopefully is going to get a real opportunity to play this year, because last year, you know, he didn't get an opportunity, the year before that he really didn't get an opportunity, and we drafted this guy in the second round. He just never has gotten consistent playing time on the field. I want to see how good Josh Jackson can be once he gets all these meaningful snaps. And we also dragged Vernon Scott out of TCU in the seventh round. He's projected to be a guy that can maybe give us some quality snaps at cornerback or safety. So, outside of Kevin King and... Zaire Alexander, I have questions, but I do think we're good enough at the number three spot, especially if Josh Jackson breaks out this year, to be still a very good defense. Our secondary is still very good. Obviously, Adrian Amos was an excellent safety for us last year. You know, Darnell Savage had a great season last year as a rookie. I think he has a chance to break out this year. So, yeah, overall, I like this team. I am concerned a little bit about the depth on both sides of the football, but this is a very good football team. And my prediction for the Green Bay Packers is that they will go 11-5 in 2020. I believe the Green Bay Packers are an 11-5 football team heading into the 2020-21 NFL season. Listen, we can talk about the fact that they drafted Jordan Love. They didn't get Aaron Rodgers, a wide receiver, to help him out. They didn't make enough moves in the offseason to keep up with teams. I will admit, that is frustrating. That is a little bit of a concern for me as a Packers fan. But you have to realize something. This team won 13 games last year. And really the only two players that we lost from that team that really contributed last year was Blake Martinez, who we said was an addition by subtraction, and Brian Bulaga. So while we didn't get necessarily better in a whole lot of areas, we stayed the same. And if our guys develop at a high level, this team is still going to be very good. You have to realize something. Last year, the Green Bay Packers, they overachieved last year. When's the last time you saw a team with a first-year head coach go all the way to the NFC Championship game with not very good weapons and a run defense that couldn't stop a nosebleed, okay? That's pretty impressive. Last year, the Packers overachieved, and they were the fifth youngest team in the NFL. Well, guess what? Now these young guys, they know what it's like to play in the playoffs. They have that experience. They know how to win. So while I don't think Green Bay is going to win 12, 13 games this year, mainly due to the schedule, which I will get to in a little bit, but I do think this team is still a very good, viable playoff team that can win the Super Bowl this year, you know? We added a strength in the draft. We added to our strength. We drafted A.J. Dillon, okay? The offense should be better. We're going to hopefully have a healthy Devontae Adams, Al Lazard, MVS, Jay Sternberger in their second year. In this Matt LaFleur offense. They should be more familiar and on the same page with Aaron Rodgers more times than not. Aaron Rodgers. He has a chip on his shoulder. He's motivated. He wants to stay in Green Bay for his entire career. The Packers are saying otherwise, you know, by drafting Jordan Love. That gives Aaron Rodgers extra motivation. He's in his second year in a new offense. He should be more familiar with this offense. He should be more efficient. This offense should be more consistent. You have a great quarterback in Aaron Rodgers who's top five in the game right now. A very good running game. A number one wide receiver that's arguably top five at his position in Devontae Adams. you got a real pass rush. you got a very good secondary. The run defense should be improved. It can't be worse than it was last year. What what am I missing? I don't understand why people are not believing in this Packers team. I think this team is a very good football team. Now, you could say we had an easy schedule last year. Listen, if we had an easy schedule, well, guess what? We did exactly what we need to do with the easy schedule. Went 13-3. and And listen, the only team the Packers could not beat last year was the 49ers. Outside of the 49ers, they could have beaten any team last year. That was just the one matchup that they could not You know, get over, you know, that's the one team they couldn't get over the hump with. Okay. And we'll see how they, we'll see how they fare versus the 49ers that they play in the playoffs, but this team is going to be very good. Now, I would have probably picked the Packers to win 12, 13, maybe 13 games if their schedule was much easier. And I was leaning toward 10 and six for this football team, but I think Aaron Rodgers being motivated a little bit more this year, having that chip on his shoulder. And I think due to the fact that this team overachieved last year, and now these younger guys have more experience, that's going to add one more win to this team's total. So who do I, who do I have the Packers losing to? I'm actually going to predict the schedule in this video. Let's go over the schedule. Let's predict, predict it right now. I believe the Packers are going to lose to the Saints. I believe they're going to lose at Houston. I believe they're going to lose at San Francisco. I believe they will lose at Detroit. And I believe they will lose to the Tennessee Titans. Okay, let's just go over the schedule and talk about these games right here. At Minnesota week one, I think that's a win. I just think that Minnesota lost a lot of players on both offense and defense. That they're going to be relying on a lot of young players to make plays very early in their season. And I don't think those guys will be up to speed versus a guy like Aaron Rodgers. Even though they do get that game in Minnesota, there's not going to be any fans, okay? So I think Green Bay is just a better team than Minnesota to win that game week one. Detroit at home. Green Bay is a better team than Detroit. I am actually very high on Detroit this year. If you guys, if you guys, um, tune into my Detroit Lions preview, which we, which will be dropping pretty soon, you're gonna see that I'm very high on that team this year. But. Green Bay at home. I'm going to take them over Detroit at New Orleans. New Orleans on the road. That's a very tough place to play. You know, it's, there's not going to be a whole lot of fans there. So I won't be shocked if Green Bay beats New Orleans. I do think Green Bay is the type of team that can give New Orleans some problems. You know, run the football. Keep Drew Brees off the field. You know, pressure Drew Brees up the middle. You know, get after him. Very good secondary. I think Jair Alexander can hold his own versus Michael Thomas. But New Orleans, are a very good team. I think that, that Green Bay loses that game. Atlanta at home—that's a win. I don't think Atlanta has the defense to stop Aaron Rodgers. The Packers' defense will get enough stops versus Matt Ryan and the Falcons. By week. This was a tough game to predict. I'm very high on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this year. I believe the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to win. Four, are going to win 12 games this year. But I think that we match up pretty well with the Buccaneers. I really do because I don't see anyone in that secondary that can really. Truly lock up Devontae Adams. And ultimately, if you get Tom Brady off the spot and pressure him, he at times can struggle due to his older age and inability to move around. I think, Z- I think the Z- Zadarius and Preston Smith will be able to get after Tom Brady and make life hard for him. We have the secondary to match up with Tampa Bay. We have the run game to match up with Tampa Bay's run defense. Okay. So I think coming off a bye week will be fresh. And we'll beat the Buccaneers. Now, at Houston, that's a loss. I think Deshaun Watson's ability to run around and make plays will just be the difference in that game. I think that Deshaun Watson is the type of quarterback that can give us problems. They have very good speed on the outside wide receiver. So, loss versus Houston. Minnesota, that's a win. I'm just not sold on Minnesota this year. We swept them last year. And they're a worse team than they were last year. So, there's no reason the Packers can't sweep them again once again this year. Now, at the 49ers, I think this team is due to beat the 49ers at some point within the the future, but it's at San San Francisco on Thursday Night Football. That's a very tough place to play. That's a loss. Jaguars. At home, that's a win. They're not very good. Colts on the road. That could be a sneaky game because they do run the football very effectively. I think that Jonathan Taylor was the best running back in the 2020 NFL draft. Marlon Mack is very good. They obviously have a monstrous offensive line. But I just think Aaron Rodgers will make a play or two in that game. That Philip Rivers doesn't, as I believe Phillip Rivers is old and washed. That's a win. Now, Bears at home. I'm not high on Chicago this year. Not a very good offensive line. Very limited weapons on the outside of wide receiver. Miss Trubisky. Enough said. Will win that game. We swept them last year. They're a worse football team than they were last year, in my opinion. Eagles at home. That could give. That could be a game that gives us problems. I understand that Philadelphia did beat Green Bay last year, but the thing about Philadelphia was they weren't a very good team last year. I think they're a good team this year. But when they beat us last year, it had they have not won that game. They would have fallen to 1-3 and on the season. So they were playing very desperately last year. I do think we're actually a better football team than Philadelphia. So I think we're going to win at home. At Lions, that's a loss. I think we're going to split with Detroit this year. I like what Detroit has built as far as their team goes. Matthew Stabbers, a very good quarterback. The offense is sneaky good. I think we take a loss versus, versus a division foe. Panthers at home, that's a win. They're not a very good football team this year, in my opinion. Titans at home, that's a loss. I think Titans... Let me say this about Tennessee. They're the type of team that can give us problems. Derrick Carey can just run over our linebackers probably. You know, it's going to be snowing. It's going to be cold late in the season. And Ryan Tannehill had a very solid year last year. The Titans, they're a team that should not be ignored. They went to the AFC Championship game last year. So I think that Tennessee, their offensive line, their wide receivers, and their very disciplined defense can give us some problems at home Late in the season, they will be fighting for a playoff spot, probably late in the year. So I say that's a loss. But at Chicago, that's a win. I think we're gonna, I think we're gonna finish out the year sweeping Chicago, and we'll go eleven to five. So there you have it, right there. I think Green Bay is a very viable team this year that can easily win the NFC. They're definitely a Super Bowl contender. I still think Aaron Rodgers is the man that we all know and love. And I expect the Green Bay Packers to go eleven and five during the twenty 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 one NFL season.